This episode of Unscripted the Film Show contains discussions about suicide. Some listeners might find this distressing. If you or anyone you know needs help, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Remember, you are not alone. You're listening to Unscripted the Film Show. I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! <laughs> You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon on this ridiculously hot day. How is everyone? Pause for response. Oh, that's great to hear. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, that's great. Okay, <laughs> just responding to everyone because everyone would have had different responses. Um, and Lewis, how are you today on this very hot day? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm doing okay. You're doing uh, okay? It's not too bad today. Like yesterday, I, I think. What ye- did you spend any time outside today? Um, briefly, I guess, but it's not like yesterday was a real stinker. Like I didn't have to spend any time outside yesterday. Uh, I was in the office all day. Today, I had to go to a kindy thing, a performance, and we were there for just over an hour outside. Mm. No breeze. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah, well, yesterday was... Unpleasant. Yesterday was redonkulously hot. Today yeah. is only, like, quite hot. Um, <laughs> but yesterday was, like, was full on. Um, and it was just a, a very, very peculiar day. Uh, it was one of those ones where you get in the car and the air conditioner is just not good enough. Yeah, well, yesterday um, we came home, turned the air conditioner on at home, sat down and were like, oh, let's just relax for five minutes before we cook dinner. And the air conditioner just stopped working. <laughs> oh no! At home, yeah. So we're like, um, um, no, please, no. Um, Chris went out and like we tried a few different things, and he turned the circuit breaker on and off again, and that got it going. Um, but we've decided uh, we might need to get a service or something because if that cracks up halfway through summer, mm, mm. like it was already really, really hard to fall asleep last night because the house was so hot. But you know, yeah. Welcome to summer. Yeah. We got we did the uh, smart thing last year. We put in um, solar panels yep. last year, and now uh, during the day we just run the air conditioner all day with the you know obviously the solar power. Yeah, uh, being environmentally friendly, you know, not costing the environment anything, uh, and uh, yeah, cools all the, the walls of the house down so that uh, you know in the evening it's it's, it's kind not, of nice. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. One could do that hmm. if if one had some handy money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any handy money, but that's okay. It is what it is. Um, so we should probably get on to movies. Um, did oh, I say no. I was Rachel and you were Lewis? No, you didn't. No. I'm Rachel, yeah. you're Lewis. <laughs> Cecilia is out um, at a, a movie, but yes, we do have to um, pause for a moment um, and Lewis... Take it away. Yeah, because uh, we mentioned on the show last uh, week that uh, uh, Dr. Ted, the, the one of the, uh, the main founder uh, and the uh, president of um, uh, Radio Fremantle, uh, passed away recently and his funeral was today. Mm. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I, I attended his, his funeral and um, there was a you know, lot of people came there from you know, his, his family, friends, uh, work colleagues, Radio Fremantle, uh, and it was, a, it was a really nice uh, send-off for him. Um, um, 
but uh, yeah, just wanted to, to mention that uh, you know again, like you know, um, all of us from Unscripted Film Show uh, feel sorry for his loss, and our, our condolences do go out to uh, his family and friends, mm. and um, yeah, just wish them all the best. Yeah, very very tough time. So, makes you hug your people a little bit tighter. It does. It does. If you are a hugging person. Mm. Otherwise, you can just send them a message and say, "I love you." Yeah. Well, I, I hugged Margaret. Text. I had Margaret to, hugged Margaret today, who's uh, uh, used to you know pretty yeah. much you know, run the station. So, uh, hadn't seen her in a while. I'm kind of glad I didn't go. Like I had other stuff on, but I just would have been a mess if I had um, seen Margaret. I just would have, yeah, been mm. a blubbering mess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. They're hard. Funerals are no fun. They are not fun. They're, they are one of those uh, parts of life that we've just got to got to do. So um, the last funeral I went to, uh, the um, the coffin. I don't like saying coffin. Is there a nicer word for that? Casket. Casket. It's anyway. Mm. Um, Michael came in with the song "Don't Worry, Be Happy." So, <laughs> and uh, he played a few of those kind of songs throughout the. Um, funeral so it lightened up the mood mm, mm. because the rest of the time it was horrendously sad yeah. <laughs> so yes but anyway um speaking of horrendously yes. sad um dear evan hansen is out today um and that's a difficult watch but i will be talking about that later on in the show and uh, something that wasn't a difficult watch is sing too uh, this has got some advanced screenings i believe this weekend um but it's out officially new year's day so i'll be talking about that film oh okay you will talk about resident evil i will talk about resident evil uh, the reboot the this reboot is, yes this is a, not a continuation of um the resident evil franchise it's a reboot of the resident evil franchise i'm like what has he taken out of his wallet uh, it's ne- nexium oh okay yeah the, not the sex group. Not the sex group. What is there a sex group for Not Nexium? the cult sex group. Mm. The um, medication. Mm. You, you you know about that sex cult? No. Nexium. No. Where the hell have you been for the Wait, last few years? Is that the is that the one where the girl who played Chloe in Smallville? Yes. Yeah, I do know about that sex cult, but I don't know. Didn't know it was called Nexium. Yes. Really. Really. Why? <laughs> oh, look, I didn't do any research. I, I love true crime, but not about cults. I've got no right. interest in culty stuff mm. or, or um, gangstery mob stuff, mafia type stuff. I'm, I just. Do you like your more one on one murdery type people? Is that right? Yeah. Or your serial oh, killers? Speaking of um, murdery type people, um, so I've talked on this show before about listening to a show called True Crime and Cocktails mm. and it's hosted by Lauren Ash and her cousin um, Christy Oxborough and Lauren Ash plays Dina in Superstore. So I signed up for their Patreon, first podcast I've ever signed up for Patreon for because I needed more. Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago uh, they did a what they call a boozy brunch. It's like three hours worth. It's on the weekend and like everyone comes in. They get they um, invite people on um, as in like Patreons so this is a to Zoom, have a chat. A Zoom kind of situation. It's basically Zoom yeah. but it's through um, an, another program, right. uh, Crowdcast I think it's called. Uh, but anyway, I set my alarm for 5.15 in the morning so that I could – watch live because I knew that as I was a relatively new Patreon, um, if I said, hey, I want to chat, they might chat to me. Right. And they did. 
Yes. So um, I explained I have just woken up and my hair's a mess. I'm wearing pyjamas like and no pants. But, hey, <laughs> talk to me. And they did. And it was very funny and it was very fun and I made them both laugh. And um, and then I went and rewatched it and took screenshots of every time I made them laugh because I'm like, yeah, I'm a narcissist. I need to know that I'm funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and Lauren Ash is like a kind of a comedian. So I'm like, I made a comedian laugh, man. I'm like freaking awesome. Nice. Yeah, so, so that's I, what I did. So this is a true crime podcast. Now, mm. have you watched Only Murders in the Building on Disney Plus? I still haven't seen it. You so mentioned you, that last time so and you, I still haven't seen you it. love I like true, true crime. crime, but that's not a true crime. It's, it's, a, it's a TV it's show. It's a TV show about three people who love true crime podcasts. I know. And then somebody in their building gets murdered. Yeah. So they do a true crime podcast about the murder and investigate the murder. Oh, I didn't realise that that was the story. I thought that yeah. were just like kind of murderinos who had a murder. I didn't realise they started their own podcast about it. They did. It's okay. exactly up your alley. It does if sound that if way. If your alley was there, it would be called Rachel's Alley. <laughs> Go and watch this show, this oh is this, it's been made for you. Apparently, apparently it has. So I need to I need to get on board with that. Um, actually, talking about streaming stuff, um, I have just watched on binge um, a teacher. I don't know if you've heard about nope. this TV sh- series or not. It's just a short ten episode series, and every episode's about twenty three minutes. So appropriate that was on binge because it is very binge worthy. It didn't take long to get through. It is. Um, it's got Kate Mara in it playing the teacher Claire Wilson and Nick Robinson playing uh, the student Eric Walker and basically um, they have a relationship and um, it goes from, uh, yeah, she's the tutor and then things happen and then things really happen and... Um, and then it kind of all explodes. So it's it's an interesting show um, and it's a good thing that the episodes were short because I was able to just get through it quick because I think it's not the best show in the world but it was still interesting. Right. Yeah. So it's a teacher having an affair with a student. I mean, it's a touchy subject oh. because um, at the start, I think the way they've done the show is that you kind of see the two um, as equals but as the show goes on you start to realise that yeah hang on a minute there's a real authority um, difference here Mm, mm. and it should never be called an affair or in a relationship because at the end of the day there's a a difference going on a a balance of power is off so it's never an equal or fair relationship Mm. and he's underage um, technically in some states because he was 17. Right, right. Not 18. But either way, it's against the law and it's against the law for a reason. So um, it's not really a relationship or an affair. It is technically abuse. She's abusing her power. Mm. So um, and I think, you know, as a viewer, you kind of go through that journey and come out the other side and go, yeah, hang on a minute, she really did the wrong thing. Mm. Like, I mean, you know she's doing the wrong thing, um, but by the end you're like, uh, yeah, she's legit trash and she did the wrong thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so on that note it's kind of an interesting journey. But every time I watch Kate Mara, I you know who Kate Mara is? 
Uh, I know the name. I can't. So re- I believe she she was um, in the American version of um, the. Mm, I can't remember. It's the TV the the series that um, Cecilia is really into. Oh my god, that's killing me. That's uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think she was in the American yeah, version she of was that. In that appalling Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> But um, she's got an awful lot of hair and a very small forehead. <laughs> I don't normally um, like to point out these things, but I find it really distracting that she's got a forehead that is so tiny and then she's got like a mass load of hair. So every time I see her, I'm like, that is a lot of hair for a tiny head. Um, so I'm that's just my random input. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's very odd. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there feeling a bit for for um, uh, forehead shamed. Uh, yeah, it, she's like got a three head. Right. Yes. Because some people have like really. They've got five five heads. They've five, got a five finger head. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, all of them are good. Yeah. It's all it's all good. They like, are. Yeah. I just think have of you, how much always, how much time it yeah. would take to dry that hair. Have, have you ever noticed that guys who've got a bald head look good with a bald head? And then guys who aren't bald but shave their heads don't look that good. It's like almost like you know their their body knows this would look better without any hair on it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think if my husband shaved his head, he would look like terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean? I love him, and I don't think he's going to lose his hair mm. at all, because um, his dad's still got a full mm. head of hair, and I know it's possibly on the mum side or whatever. I don't know genetics, but, yeah, I think he would look a bit odd bald. Mm, mm. But you've got a point. My last boss was bald and he was a very attractive man. So um, I said that out loud. He knows he's attractive. (laughs) He doesn't listen. Nobody from my old workplace listens, I'm sure. Otherwise, awkward. <laughs> well, anyway. no, but the, yeah, the point is, I think like uh, you know, people get the heads that they're supposed to have. Really? Yeah. There's, don't there's don't a- go changing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Billy Joel. <laughs> uh, um, there's some kind of um, it's got to do with testosterone or something. Too much testosterone. Again, I don't know genetics or biology, but I've heard that. Yeah. And so I I did go somewhere recently and there were a lot of people who were in high positions and there was a lot of baldies there. I was like, okay, Mm. all these people who have risen to the top, they were the cream and um, that testosterone had got them there maybe. So. Possibly. Or they could have been pulling out their hair because the job's so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good point. Or yeah. just losing it in general. Yeah. Because of stress. Someone was saying today that, uh, that they like when our show just goes off on random tangents. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't been doing Tangent City for a while. So I guess uh, something's going on there. I'm, I'm getting all my tangents yeah. out here. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Uh, so, Resident Evil, is that where we're going now? Uh, or yeah. would you like me to talk about the most depressing film first and then we lead up to the most, like, light film? Yeah, okay, well, we'll do that uh, Evan Hansen film first. We'll, we'll, we'll go up. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you who are not aware, Dear Evan, Evan Hansen is a musical based on a Broadway musical um, about uh, the theme of teenage suicide and mental illness. So it seems like a bit of an interesting combination. Um, I I spoke to a couple of people that 
I went to see the film with and they did not realise that it was a musical. I'm like, did you not watch the trailer? Mm. Oh, they didn't realise the movie was going to be a musical. Yeah. Um, It's – so this is – I should get my information in in front of me. That would be helpful. Um, But it it won tonnes of Emmy – sorry, not Emmy, Tony Awards – and it was uh, written by Stephen Levinson, um, but it's based on the musical stage play of Justin Paul and Benj Pasek. So originally um, Ben Platt played Evan Hansen on the uh, Broadway stage and got Tonys for it. Oh, what? Um, so he has come back to to play himself and they were concerned because they, they recorded it or sorry, filmed it during COVID and they thought if if COVID keeps going and they can't record it, he's going to age out because there's been a lot of complaints that he's too old to be playing a teenager Mm. because he's 28. Um, But I just want to point out Greece. Yes. I think some of those people were 30. Yes. So, and... Don't you want to hire the best person for the job? And I'm sorry, but he totally is the best person for the job. Um, People may not know who Ben Platt is, but if you have seen Pitch Perfect, he was the guy in the first film who was into magic. Um, So he kind of got like pushed to the side. Everyone was like, oh, you're too nerdy. And then he came out at the end like singing. He's got an amazing voice. Um, He's also produced his own um, albums. Um, He's... He's phenomenal, full stop. Um, This film starts out with Evan um, having a conversation with his mum, played by Julianne Moore, about this letter that he's got to write to himself. It's a bit of homework from his therapist because he's... he's, um, He's got depression, he's on a bunch of meds and his therapist has suggested writing a letter to himself... um, to talk about how the day is going to be. So obviously it starts out with Dear Evan Hansen. Mm. What ends up happening though is he struggles to write it and he, he he writes a few different versions, then deletes everything and writes this really morose version which basically says every day is the same, what's the point? Um, it's It kind of reads like a suicide note. And then what happens is he prints it off at school in the computer room or library or wherever this happens and somebody else gets a hold of it and his name is Connor. And Connor is also a very, very troubled young man um, and unfortunately he takes it off him, goes home and completes suicide. So his parents find this letter on him and think that it's his suicide note and give it back to Evan and say, look, he wanted you to have this. Um, And, of course, he's so – he tries to explain, oh, no, 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 he didn't write this, Mm. but um, it's very hard to look in the eyes of two grieving parents um, and tell them, no, Connor didn't have any friends Mm, because mm. that was the truth. Um, And Evan said, yes, I was his friend because they just thought, he doesn't have any friends and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, he has a, he had a friend. Um, so, but it escalates from there obviously because once one lie is set up, he has to continue lying and lying about their relationship and um, things that they did together and all this sort of stuff. So it just becomes bigger than Ben-Hur. Mm. Um, 
you've also got um, Caitlin Dever who plays um, Connor's sister, Zoe Murphy. Uh, Amy Adams and Danny Pino play um, Cynthia Murphy and Larry Morrow who are Connor's parents. So Danny Pino is known for um, his work in, I want to say, NCIS or something of that, uh, Law and Order Special special victims unit so and he sings in this which i'm sure is a surprise for people who are fans of his um he plays connor's stepfather and uh that's changed from the original broadway because uh it wasn't um a stepfather then but i think it brings an extra element of you know this child was really loved loved by somebody who wasn't just his dad Mm, so mm. he had to love him he was a stepfather who oh siri stop it um yeah, oftentimes uh, stepfathers or stepparents in movies really get shown being the bad person and that's not the case all of the time. In fact, it's probably less like likely than, you know, them turning out to be genuinely good people. Mm. Um, so I, I liked the fact that it was a stepfather who came in, had this child that had clearly had lots of different issues. He was on drugs, he had um, depression, he was violent... And he stayed there and he loved him. Like, and that's a story I think you don't see very often about step parents. So I thought it was a beautiful tribute to step parents as a whole. So, because it's very hard to go into a new family and and take Mm. care of somebody else's children and then love them as your own. So, um, yeah, so it's also got Amanda Steenberg in in this film who um has been in a few things recently but she played Rue in in the Hunger Games so ah, yes. and she also sings uh, obviously there's a lot of people in this who sing because it's a musical but the majority of the singing um is done by Ben Platt um and it was all done live on set so and you can tell that it's done live on set because all of his neck muscles are going um <laughs> But it brings a sense of authenticity to the emotions mm. and I think when when the storyline is so heavy and the emotions are so dark, um, I think to just overdub singing would have kind of taken away from it, if you know what I mean. Mm, mm. Um, so I love that they did that. Um Caitlin Dever also sings a couple of songs. Um, We would have seen her last in, um, well, I saw her last in Unbelievable, um, but many people would know her from Booksmart. Um, Obviously, Amy Adams, everyone knows she can sing. Julianne Moore surprised me by singing a song as well. So I was like, oh, there you go. She's got some pipes as well. Um, Really, there's only a couple of songs that are light. There's one in particular that's really light and fluffy and it's quite quite hilarious thank god because the majority of the movie is quite depressing um the songs are amazingly written and i think if you like musicals it's what will carry you through Mm -hmm. because um unfortunately suicide is an epidemic and teenage suicide is an epidemic and I apologise for not giving a trigger warning at the start of this conversation because it is very triggering. Um, 
I, I found the movie particularly triggering for myself. Um, s- many people probably are unaware, um, but I'm just going to put it out there because as far as I'm concerned, more the more people who talk about their mental health issues, um, the better because it means that people do not feel alone, which is the theme of this movie, is you are not alone in your mental illness and your depression and your anxiety. I have suffered from them from high school, I have been in Evan's, um, Connor's position where I've considered suicide more than once in my lifetime and it's a very, very scary place to be and watching somebody else go through it is very upsetting Mm. and I'm getting upset talking about it because to think of myself being that unhappy that I would want to take my own life is extremely upsetting and to think of anybody else in that position, having those thoughts is extremely upsetting because it's so horrible to be in that mind space. Mm. It's so horrible. And community announcement, if anyone thinks um, suicide is selfish, there's a whole lot of swear words that I can give right back at Mm. your face because it clearly means you do not understand and you will hopefully never understand what it is like to be in that headspace. It is horrible, horrible, horrible. So... This movie is very triggering for people who have had that in their lives or have had people who have they've lost through a suicide in their lives. Um, but regardless of it being that upsetting, it is a brilliant film and it has a very special message, which which is what I have just said. You are not alone. If you are depressed or anxious, there is always somebody who can talk to you there is always somebody who if they don't understand you they were they are there to listen because in those darkest times when you are considering suicide you really do feel like nobody understands I don't want to bother anyone with this it would be better for everybody if I was just not here no one would miss me none of that is true none of it is true Mm. it's it's just your brain telling you things that are just not true. So please, 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 if that is you, please reach out because somebody cares. I care. I care. If you don't, if you feel like you have nobody to talk to, find me on Facebook and send me a personal message. Find me on Instagram and send me a personal message because I care. Okay. Now, with all that said, I know that was very heavy but that is the point of that movie, mm, right? Mm. It's a brilliant film, great music. Go and see it. I'm going to give it a solid four and a half um, erect nipples. <laughs> right, okay. And I do that because I seriously needed to lighten the mood. <laughs> um, and that's something that's referenced in the movie and that was your lightness. Everyone loves an erect nipple, it's fine. I mean, you know, if if you don't, there's something wrong. Mm. Seriously. Um, So, yes, apologies for for having such a deep conversation with you but I think it's an important conversation to have and um, like I said, if you feel like you have nobody, please reach out. Mm. Mm. So you've got to destigmatize mental health issues. One hundred percent, and I think it is happening mm. slowly um, over time. But it's it's very very sad that teenage suicide is such a huge ep- epidemic mm. because unfortunately um, things get so much better. 
they get so much better after high school. So even though it's a depressing film, yes, you'd recommend seeing it. I would. Yes, yeah. I would because it was a good film mm. with brilliant music, and you know if you're into musicals, it's bloody marvelous. But but a lot of people will just not want to see it because it is depressing, and that's mm. that's okay too. Don't go and see something if it's going to upset you. Yes, very true. I was going to try and find like a sweeper that like brought us in all smooth, like wicker wicker, you're listening to Unscripted, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was, and I apologise. It was it was it was something uh, that it uh, was. Hey, Kat and I are, are starting to watch um, uh, Christmas movies because obviously you know, Christmas oh, yes. just around the corner. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the first ones we watched, we were trying to find Gremlins, uh, to watch oh, Gremlins, yep. and I just could not find it. I, I swear to God I've got it on DVD somewhere, but could not yep. find it. So um, went to uh, the, the, the uh, DVD store, uh, could be called JB's, could be something else. Uh, and uh, Aren't they, like, not selling DVDs anymore? No, no, no there's still some DVDs. Or maybe it's CDs there. they're not yeah. selling. Um, and uh, I bought uh, Gremlins on, on Blu-ray, and I also got Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 on Blu-ray. Ray as well, because uh, the only copies I had were the DVD copies. I think I bought off you at one point in time, um, <laughs> and okay. DVD, DVD is just not good enough, quite frankly. I need okay. need that uh, sweet, sweet, uh, you know, high sweet definition. Blue Ray. Um, but yeah, but the first film we watched uh, that was a Christmas film was Home Alone. Uh huh, classic. And uh, yeah, it's still. I, I think it still holds up. It's a pretty, pretty good film. It does. Yeah. We watch it at our house. Uh, we introduced Bryce to that last year, and we watch it in our house even when it's not Christmas, have, uh, because he quite enjoys yeah. it. Have you watched any of the other iterations of Home Alone? Because it was like Home Alone, then Home Alone Two. Those both had Macaulay Culkin in it. Mm. But then there was like a Home Alone Three, Four, Five, then Home for the holidays and then there's a new home alone uh home sweet home alone i think it is oh god um i watched the second one as a child i haven't watched it since we tried to watch it with bryce and he got about 10 minutes in he's like i don't like this donald (laughs) trump came on the screen and he went no 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 no, no, i'm done (laughs) it's funny you should say that i've got a photo from like trump's election um of Bryce bawling his eyes out and that was when I stopped watching the news mm-hmm. because Trump was elected. But you couldn't... So he, ha- you found he, has, he, has, he has been voted out since then, you do, do realise. Oh, I do realise yeah. that. <laughs> um, but Gremlins is available to rent on, on Apple TV and that's the only place it's available. But no, no I did get... Or, or I, no, sorry, there's a the whole bunch of places yeah. you can rent it. I've got a Blu-ray copy of it now um, and I just need to get Gremlins 2 because I need to get these um, uh, classic films on, on Blu-ray because uh, otherwise if I want to watch it, you know, I've got to like, track down where I can watch it, which is, uh, which is a bit sucky. It is. So just grabbing them out of a box and going, right, going to watch this now. Yeah, I keep. I've I've got so many DVDs that I'm like, oh, I should just get rid of this because it'll it'll. I'll be able to find it on streaming somewhere, um, but I just can't bring myself to do it because at the end of the day, no one's going to buy them. Where am I? Where are they going to go? Exactly. Like, who who would I give them to? Nobody wants them. You've got to got to keep them and tre- tre- treasure them. Mm. Physical media. Oh, speaking of. Um, I don't know, Blu-rays. I have, uh, this is a terrible segue, but um, Into the Spider-Verse, I've got that on Blu-ray. It was watched recently and there's been a trailer dropped for um, the second Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Um, so we watched that, quite excited about, about because that. Because that one, like the first one, it was like these alternative uh, Spider-Men from different uni- different dimensions coming to his dimension. Mm. Um, but this is him going to other dimensions, is that correct? Um, 
I think so. So it's a very, it's kind of a teaser. It shows you a very small scene um, and it does look like that's what happens. He goes to different, um, yeah, dimensions. And Gwen Stacy uh, is back. What? Oh, shoot. That's her name, isn't it? Gwen Stacy, yes, that's right. Okay, good. Spider Gwen. I had had a moment of like, oh. Go spider. (laughs) Have I said the wrong thing? (laughs) But I haven't, so it's okay. Yeah. So that trailer's out. So it's very, exciting. it's a cool trailer, is what you're saying. I, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet because it's just been so busy, so much stuff going on. Finishing up my, my job tomorrow, starting a new oh, job yes. on Monday. It's exciting all very times. I've got to get a car. First time, actually, like, you know, I get to, you know, well, I, I usually have, I've had a company car for the last, say, don't know, 15 years or so, I guess. Mm. Um, but with this new job, I don't get a company car, so I've got to buy my own own car. And so it's kind of the first time I've ever had my own car in a very long time. Mm. And so it's kind of like, oh, my God, I've got to go and, like, you know, look for a car that I, I, I would like to drive. So um, It's fun looking for a car. We've done it recently. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I hear that they're, they're very – it takes a very long time to get them these days. You're like, uh, mm. you go, I'd like to buy that car. Thank you. And they'll and go – And then it's – well, the problem is you, you pick a whole bunch of them and you're like they're gone 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 <laughs> so if you want a brand new one you probably have to wait there's mm. there is used cars but if you find the one you want um but we literally saw one at maddington in the morning um said we're on our way and by the time we got there it had sold already so, wow so we got a different car so oh, that sucks but that's right yeah. we ended up with a better car cool. so it's all good that is good i think i interrupted your joke i'm sorry um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I was doing a bit. I, if I oh, was, okay. if I was, it was just doing it on the fly and hoping it was funny. But I don't know. So. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, what we were talking about before? Um, there was something busy. The Spider-Man trailer didn't see. Yes. Yes. I did not see that. Mm. Um, but I did go and see uh, Resident Evil last night, uh, and I, I saw some trailers for that. So I saw like the Spider-Man trailer, which comes. Spider-Man comes out next week. I know. Next week. I know. Um, oh, we have to. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I just like. Oh, we better find a babysitter. Oh no, we've already done that. We, we have a babysitter. Yeah, oh, sweet, excellent. Yeah, good. Uh, and then uh, we've got Ghostbusters, which we've already seen. That comes out New Year's Day. Yep. We saw the trailer again last night. I was going. I'd like to see that film. I, I have, but I'd like to see it again. <laughs> yep. Um, and what was the other ones? Uh, oh yeah, Morbius, of course. Uh, oh, yep, as well. Yep. And there was a, another one as well, but I can't remember what the fourth one was. It was like Kathy was just like, here, have trail, 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 trail. <laughs> um, They've got a lot happening. They've got a lot they coming They do, out. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it was, it was really good. Um, now, Resident Evil, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> Sounds encouraging. Is a, a reboot of the the Resident Evil series because of course, like you know, you say Resident Evil and uh, you think Mila Jojovich, uh, who's been or Jovovich, or Jovovich, yeah, who's been in all of the the, the, the previous ones, and it's synonymous with with Resident Evil. But this is like a complete reboot, and she she ain't in it, in it. Well, here's the thing: if you've never seen Resident Evil, raise your hand now. Just for everyone watching at home, I am raising my hand. <sighs> never seen it. Don't know what it's about. Got no idea. Is it zombies or vampires? Or? They're zombies. Right, okay. Um, I guess, is it based I guess on a game? It is based on a game. Okay. It's a game which is called Resident Evil. Mm. Uh, it's a first-person shooter. So you're going around shooting things in the head. Cool. Zombies, yeah. double tap. Yeah. And uh, and um, so and that's the thing is like it's very – with games, it's very hard to get that, that kind of feel – of the gameplay and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but with this uh, with this new... Ah, 
Uncharted was the other other trailer we saw. Uncharted, that, yeah. Which is again based on a game. It's a game, yeah. And it's, Who, who's the main dude? Uh, the main dude is uh, Tom Holland. Really? Yeah. He seems too young. Oh no, no, actually, no. That makes sense. Well, yep. he he, no, he is actually too young. Because in the game, like Nathan Drake is... He's older. He's, he's probably in his like 30, 35, 40, I'd say. And he's like seems like a guy who's been doing this for a very long time. Mm. And his, his older mate, I think it's Sully, um, is really old. Like, you know, he's like 55, 60 kind of age group. Yeah. Um, I, uh, for, I was going to say, for all you almost 60-year-olds, you just called them all really Yeah, old. I just I realised I just did that. Um, I think if you're fighting um, in like a post-apocalyptic world, mm. 60's going to feel old. Well, no, no, this, this, is, this is Uncharted I'm talking about, not, not, not uh, Resident Evil. That's, Sorry. Okay, yeah. is Uncharted not a post-apocalyptic world? No, no, Uncharted is just like they're going around stealing stuff. Like it's like oh. Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but in um, he, he's like, you know, Nathan Drake is like 20 years younger than what um, Sully is. Mm. And um, in the film, though, uh, you've got Tom Holland playing uh, Nathan Drake and then Sully, and I hope I get these names right, hmm. uh, uh, is played by um, Mark Wahlberg. Who is what? not? Who's not no. old? Who's not old? You know, by any stretch of the imagination, he's not old. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like when you've played the game, you kind of go, "Hang on a second, this mm. is not right." But I still think it'll work. I mean, you know, I'm not a purist. So I don't need to have the right ages to have you enjoy played the film. that game. I played, I think the. F- the three first three of them. Oh, okay. I played. Yeah, I've I've watched it be played. That's mm. that what's that's what happens in my household. I don't play any games uh, apart from a phone game. But um, I yeah. I would love time to play a game. Um, <laughs> I think I'm just putting it off and hope I've still got my eyesight when I get to retirement age, and, <laughs> and then we'll just like get up and play games and uh, and read comics and that's. Uh, uh, yeah, I think um, you can either choose movies or games, and I think because you've got the shows, it's you've chosen movies. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the movies and the wrestling is kind of like really monopolizes my time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about no, un- Uncharted. I kind of tangented myself there. I apologize for that. <laughs> um, but we, I did see uh, Resident Evil. So, again, based on a game, first person shooter, going around shooting zombies in the head. Yeah. Uh, now, this film, the, the, in the original, like Resident Evil, they kind of built on the thing and got progressively more and more ridiculous and stupid and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, whereas with this this film, uh, you're introducing the idea of these zombies, um, and it's done uh, you know reasonably quickly because they kind of want to get into the the story and the shooting things in the head as soon as possible. And they've only got an hour and forty seven minutes in which to do this. Yeah. Uh, so. You get introduced to the, the characters and, and Raccoon City uh, has been uh, a place where there was this pharmaceutical giant there called Umbrella Corp right. and the, the company was there and they have just decimated this well, – not decimated – decimated is reduced by 10 as I keep getting told whenever I use the word decimated. Oh, okay. But they, they I've s- never known that. Thank you for teaching me something new that I'll forget tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, you know when they say like the, the, the place was decimated, it was kind of like, well – it looks really stuffed up and, uh, and like I think that's more than 10% of damage that's happened there. Uh, but anyway, that's just, uh, you know, somebody would have been doing that when they just heard what I said. Who's been well actualing you about decimation? Uh, well, Eugene generally is the one that jumps on the band, the, the decimation band. Uh, like, but any teachers? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, in this case, this, this thing has been like decimated to the power of 10 because it's really screwed up. <laughs> 
Um, and the only people that live in there are kind of people who can't afford to live anywhere else. And so they're, they're living there and a lot of the, the um, people in this town just look like they're dying because their hair's fallen out, they do not look good and they're starting to have blood coming out of their tear ducts, oh, which is gosh. always a bad thing. Always go to the doctor if you're having blood coming out of your tear ducts. Unless you're living in a post-apocalyptic world where doctors probably are hiding or don't exist. Yes, quite right, quite right. Um, so you, you throw your human characters in there who, um, you know, it's very much like um, uh, whose line is it anyway where the points don't matter. Uh, the, Fair enough. The human characters don't matter because uh, unfortunately in this film they don't really take too much effort into developing the the human characters. Mm. I mean, there, there is like uh, Claire Renfield played by Kaya uh, Scalario. Um, well done. She is uh, from Skins and she was in uh, the Maze Runner series um, and I was watching this film going, where do I know her from? Mm. And I was like, I really must look this up after the movie and never did mm. until just now. Um, you also got uh, Hannah John Carmen um, playing Jill Valentine. Yep. Uh, she was the uh, lady who played Ghost in um, the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. No, oh, you went a different place than I did. I thought about um, ke, what's the the Kingsman. She was, oh, the, yeah. she was in The Kingsman, the yep. first one. Hmm. I'd like to watch that again. Yes. Uh, also you got uh, Robbie Amell uh, playing Chris Renfield. That's uh, Claire's sister. Uh, Robbie Ar- Ar- Amell Claire's was... brother? But yes, yeah, sorry, yes, one. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Amell was uh, is uh, Stephen Amell's cousin, but he was also in the Arrow TV show and in some of the other those Arrow shows. He's in Superstore as well. And who is Steve Amell? Uh, Stephen Amell is mm-hmm. Arrow. He's oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Good yeah. genes. And you got Tom Hopper uh, playing Albert Wesker. He was in the uh, Umbrella Academy. Funnily enough, uh, yeah. played a guy with uh, all his. Big fake muscles. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, Ave, um, Avon jo- uh, Joe playing Leon St. Kennedy, uh, who's this very pretty cop. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm excited that Donald Logue is in this. Oh, yeah. Don- I freaking love that guy. Do- Donald Logue is awesome. He's uh, He plays like the... Uh, br- uh, the the uh, head cop in the right. town, yep. and when uh, things go south, he's just like out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I was Bye. Like, That's probably what my response would be. Well done, he's, you. He's a great character actor. Yeah. I enjoy him always. Mm. Uh, and also uh, Neil McDoug uh, is in this as well. Who again? He was also in uh, in the Arrowverse as well, playing a very evil man. I, uh, was this filmed at the Gold Coast? There's a couple of Australian people in this. I know Nathan Dales is in this. Um, um, is he? Oh, no, he's not who I thought it was. Apologies, I take it back. He's from Calgary. Oh, fair enough. Uh, uh, he just looked like somebody else. But, yeah, so you, that, that was that's a human cast and then you got like a bunch of zombies. Like a bunch, a of, bunch zombies. of zombies. And the weird thing is is the town was supposed to be deserted except for a few people. Yeah. But when things start going south and the zombies start coming out, they just keep coming out of everywhere, just coming and 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 coming. And, coming. and it's just, yeah, it's really full on. Um, but this is a no-brainer film. This is like don't be going in there looking because for... Because there's zombies in it. Yeah, well, it's not, yeah, <laughs> true. Brains. They, they went for the throat more. But, oh, um, okay. But the... Uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly a no-brainer film. If you just want to go there and watch zombies getting shot, this is kind of the film for you. Um, they're, but they look like they're building to something else right. if this film is successful and chances are based on other Resident Evil films this will be successful because mm. the people who 
see them, we'll go and see them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if this is well received as the other ones because mm. it didn't seem to me to be as like full on over the top action pack kind of stuff. It seemed a little more, more grounded. Um, although they're they're like they went from zero to eleven by the, the time they got to the end of the film as far as the uh, the zombies went or the right. monsters went. Um, so it was an. Uh, it was just decidedly an okay film. Right. I would put it uh, above Venom 2. Um, Not so, hard. Yeah. Uh, so you get like – and you get like 17 minutes more film out of this as well. So there's more value for money um, <laughs> seeing Resident Evil. So I am going to give uh, this film um, three sauce bottles. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, have we ever done a episode on Tangent City on zombie movies? Because if we haven't, that feels like something that needs to happen. True. Yes, I think we should. We should do mm. that. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely come back for that one. Um, so we've got one final movie to talk about. Do um, we have a final ad to play as well, or is that uh, no? That? Not today. They've only oh, given us two. Fair enough then. So um, we'll just skip over to the the. Funnest movie of the night, which is Sing 2. Uh, now, I can't, I'm just trying to remember when the original Sing movie came out because it's quite a few years ago now. Not, uh, 2016, not as old as I thought. Um, Matthew McConaughey plays a koala with a Texan accent. Who knew? <laughs> uh, um, his name is Buster Moon and he uh, originally um, he was in charge of a theatre that was basically going broke and so he has this marvellous idea about holding auditions and doing almost like a uh, America's Got Talent type uh, situation and then, of course, you, you meet all of the... Uh, lovely singers who are they're all animals of course um you've you've got uh, Reese Witherspoon's playing Rosita who is a pig um you've got Scarlett Johansson playing Ash who I think is a porcupine Taryn Edgerton playing Johnny who is a gorilla and uh, originally in the first film played I'm Still Standing and was one of the reasons he got the job in Rocketman to play Elton John. Yes. So um, pretty pivotal. Uh, Mina is a elephant played by Tori Kelly who's got some serious lungs on her um, and in this particular film this um, what happens in Sing 2 is they – there's still a bunch of, you know, misfits um, who all kind of work together and they've they've been putting on this Alice in Wonderland type production um, with lots of singing and dancing and, and all that sort of stuff at their theatre, but they want to hit the big time. They want to hit the version in their... Um, in, in their world of Las Vegas, I guess. So they have a recruiter come in and watch the show, um, but she leaves halfway through and says, you're not ready. Sorry, you're not ready. And they are livid. They were like, nah, we're definitely ready for the big time. You're wrong. Um, so they go to, um, I'm trying to remember, it's like Red City or something mm. like that. It's like Las Vegas, very similar to Las Vegas. So... They find out that this um, theatre mogul uh, played by Bobby Carnavale, Jimmy Crystal, is putting on um, – he, he's got all these auditions for, for people to come and show them what, what their new act is so he can, um, you know, bring it to the stage for them. But he is a particularly picky 
Wolf. And um, he's got some anger issues. I think he might have killed people in the past. Um, Yeah, he's got some serious issues. Um, But anyway, so all of these people are auditioning with their their things and he's like, nut, 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 nut. So, I mean, everyone loves an audition. Um, You know, that's the biggest, most exciting thing when it comes to all of those TV shows. You don't want to see the rest of it. You just want to see all of the auditions. They're the fun bits. Mm, mm. Um, So so it's brought back some auditions for you. You get to enjoy them. Um, And then finally Buster Moon uh, and his crew get on and they um, kind of make it up uh, on the top of their head and then all of a sudden they're like, yes, that's amazing, let's let's do it. Sounds exciting. And the main reason um, that Jimmy Crystal is interested in um, letting them have their show is because he's under the impression that they know world-famous singer and songwriter Clay Calloway, who is a um, recluse since his wife passed away 15 years ago. And he is played by Bono. So um, because the film, um, the previous film and this film uh, makes use of cover songs, of course you've got a couple of U2 songs in this Mm. film, including a new one, which is quite good. Um, So you've got him in there as well um, and... Yeah, so they've got three weeks to pull everything together and obviously things don't always go to plan because otherwise you would have no conflict in a movie. Mm, mm. Um, Lots of funny bits, lots of great songs. Um, I I went and saw this on the weekend with my son and my son's best friend and his mum and we got there and uh, there was no seats left other than right at the front. So, um, but we were at Warwick Cinemas, which I haven't been to since I was a child, Um, and they had like, what do you, you, recliner chairs. Yes. So we reclined our chairs and just looked up and it was... um, uh, myself and Jade, who is who is um, Bryce's friend's mum, there were a couple of moments where we got a bit emotional. Oh, because there's something about music when it's done well, just kind of gets you. Um, it's a great movie. It's a great movie, and obviously the kids loved it. Lots of people were laughing, in, like adults and mm, kids mm. alike. And the music is spectacular. Um, it's yeah, it's if you're gonna. Only because obviously it comes out New Year's Day. There's a bunch of kids' movies coming out during this period. I think you've got um, fam- the Adams Family second film coming out as well. You've got Ghostbusters, which is um, a little bit older. I won't be taking Bryce to mm-hmm. see that. Too scary on the big screen, even for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but if you can only go to one of them and your kids are like, I don't know, between four and nine, this is the perfect film to bring them to. And honestly, I, I want to go and see it again. So I am going to give this um, four and a half. Um, oh, my goodness. I should have thought about this. Aliens. Nice. It's, they, it's, it's a fun concept. I do, do mm. like it. Um, and it's an interesting way of introducing your young kids to the Great older music. music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one of my son's favourite songs is I'm Still Standing and it all originated from Sing Sing. So um, he knows who Elton John is now. He knows all the lyrics to that song. Um, but this particular movie, as, long as, as well as bringing uh, Bono in, it's also got Halsey playing Portia Crystal, Jimmy Crystal's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sings a few songs and obviously if you are into music, you'll know who who Halsey is, she's very, very famous. No so, idea. So, no idea who no. Halsey is? 
Uh, okay. Well, um, and there's a really, really funny scene with a Billie Eilish song. Hilarious. So, and I, I'm fairly certain that scene was in there for the adults, not not for the kids. Which I is think what you need. It is what yeah. you need because everyone needs to enjoy the f- film. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you need in a kids' film. You can't just please the kids. I'm sorry. It's not just about the kids. No, quite right. Well, that's the thing is like parents aren't going to take the kids to the film unless they're going to get enjoyment from it as well. Exactly. Yeah. And you're definitely going to get this out of this film. Definitely. Um, so that's our three movies for tonight. And all of our tangents, you're welcome. I think we've given you value for money considering you're not paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Speaking of value for money, a bunch of outdoor cinemas have opened up, obviously, because it's warm. Um, You've got Luna Palace Leadville, you've got Camelot, uh, you've got rooftop movies. Um, I'm missing a bunch of them because there's so many. Um, so go out and enjoy some some outdoor cinema. Yeah, particularly on like your know, balmy nights like last night and tonight. Yeah, great time to be outside. Just just make sure you put some um, stuff on so you don't get bitten to death by the uh, the mosquitoes. But uh, besides that, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So what what, what are your your uh, plans for the, the the coming week? Is there any other other movies you've got to see? Well, we've next sp- week we've got two movies coming up: yeah. um, Spider Man, obviously, and Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza. Which again, if you are a um a music fan, has one of the ladies from Hame, which is a a, a musical group made I up am of three sisters. Clearly not a musical fan. <laughs> I'm so clearly not a music fan. I do like musicals, but yeah. Um, well, there you go. I've given you two to watch today. I think I've gotten too old. I think I've, I think I've, you think you're too old? I'm too old. It's just, I'm setting my ways now. Oh, yeah. You just listen to the stuff from the 90s. That's quite right, yeah. yeah. That's all right. I do a little bit of that too because <laughs> the 90s were great. Um, but there is some really good new music that you need to be exposed to. Fair enough. I shall, I shall uh, put on Triple J and listen to whatever's new there. Yes, you will find new music yeah. there. Um, so if you're listening live... Oh, I just realised I just mentioned another radio station. Sorry, forget I just said that. What? <laughs> I mentioned a radio, another radio station that's not the radio station we're on. Really? Yeah, I think we're not supposed to do that. I didn't even hear you. Oh, you didn't? Oh, good. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you yeah. did. Oh, no. Yeah, um, but that was wrong. Uh, obviously, I forgot... Don't bring attention to it. forgot my training all completely. Wow. Yeah. Um, you're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should listen to the Vibe programs on mm. Radio Fremantle. There's uh, some great Vibe programs, which are youth-based programs, which are full of all the latest um, awesome music. Fair enough. Yeah, and mostly it's four till six uh, most days, most weekdays. Yes, but not on not on a Thursday. No, because we've yeah. got lovely Ada in yeah. doing uh, hashtag Italia, but um, she's she plays good music too. Sometimes yeah. she plays new music. She knows what's hip. I can't believe on the day of, of, of Ted's funeral I managed to do do the biggest screw up I've ever done on air. <sighs> Sacrilege. <laughs> He's up there somewhere. I like, know. Very disappointed. Very annoyed. Very disappointed. Yes, he's not angry. He's just disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you are listening live to Radio Fremantle uh, one hundred seven point nine FM, you can keep listening to Quizzy. Um, is digging in the crates. Got a whole bunch of awesome uh, records to play for you tonight. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, it means perhaps. You're subscribed. If you haven't, please do um, share it with your friends and um, I don't know, review it, like it, give it some stars. That'd be nice. Sounds good. Thank you very much in advance for doing that. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. Uh, and you can listen to all the other programs on the Gentlemen of Pop Culture um, Network, Diz Down Under, Tangent City. Um, I think that's the regulars at the moment. So, yeah. Um, we we'll, shall catch you next week uh, and do start thinking about your favourite movies or TV shows from the year um, and maybe some ones that were not very good uh, because we will be asking for those on our Facebook page um, probably next week because we'll be doing those on the 23rd of um, December. So, yeah, get working on the list. Sweet. Sounds good. Catch you later. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.